0: Welcome, my friend, to my metaphorical boat as I captain the ship that is about to sail through the metaphorical sea of words. You're in for a treat this week, guys, because you have tuned in to Myron's Message, Episode 5. Thank you guys for, for joining. Thank you guys for watching this video. Um, If you do me a favor, just hit the like button. And uh, subscribe if you haven't already. Um, yeah, so I'm going to uh, just to lay out what's going to happen this week. Just to lay it out a little bit, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys a thing that I like. Oh, and I should say I'm I'm doing this one solo this week, so I apologize for you Tristan fans out there. But he'll be back. Don't worry. Don't worry. So. I'm gonna give you guys a thing I like, which is I had my thumb and my finger, but I'll just do this. i give you. I'm gonna give you guys a thing I like. Um, that could be anything, but I'm just every week I'm just gonna say something. Hopefully, I ha- I like that many th- things that I can come up with something every week. But I'm gonna give you guys a thing I like. I'm going to uh, talk about an an idea that I wanted to share. ...with you guys from a book I read, and then we're going to go into the book of James a little bit... ...and do a little bit of a Bible study from James chapter 1. So, um, if that sounds fun to you, I encourage you to keep watching. So, um, I'm going to play the intro, and then we will get into it. So, without further ado, Myron's Message, episode 5. Yes, so... I think I'm liking to this week. <clears throat> I think I'm liking this week. And I want to share with you guys is the White Horse luncheonette. Now I know a lot of you guys go to the White Horse luncheonette. Um, but if you live in the area and you don't go to the White Horse luncheonette, you're you're just messing out on on extraordinary stuff. I mean, seriously guys, go to the White Horse luncheonette. It's it's a great place to eat. They have a They have a great a great cheesesteak. I mean... Some of the best cheesesteak sauce I've ever... I've ever just had the privilege of tasting. It's just amazing. Um, so, if you're in the area, head to, head over there. It's in, well, Whitehorse. It's along Route uh, 340 in Whitehorse. Um, so, yeah, that's the thing I'm liking this week. Um... The other thing I want to say before I get into this po- to the the meat of this podcast or the the before the waves start crashing on the boat, metaphorically, um, is this week. I left my Yeti at work, and I know, I know, I know. Back in the the first video where I was, you know was bragging about my Yeti and how, I I mentioned that I that I don't. Leave it at work But it's been happening more and more And I think this is a life lesson to us (laughs) So I have this like This water bottle I don't know I think this is some for Trendy Water bottle But it's my wife's So Um, I apologize in advance, Twilight. But she doesn't I don't think she really listens to this podcast anyway (laughs) She should though i would listen to her podcast so um what was i saying oh yeah yeah, a life lesson that we can learn from this um idea sometimes you would you buy expensive things which yeti isn't terribly expensive but compared to other um tumblers a yeti is expensive um you buy expensive things, and right when you first get it, you, you're you like, Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, I love this thing, you know, and, and you take really good care of it, but as you own it longer and longer, you start to, to lack in how you um, take care of it, how you, um, <clears throat> how you know, how you treat it, you know, like I'm leaving my Yeti at work. I did it twice last week, and it's just not good. It's a slippery slip from there, and that kind of can be how it can kind of be in your relationships. Um, you know, whether you're married or, you know, you and your wife, when it, or um, when you first get married, it's like, yeah, like this is the most awesome thing ever. But as life goes on, you kind of start to neglect some things and things just happen. So, Um, and that it can also apply to your relationship with God. When you first, you know, become a Christian, you get all excited about this. And then the, you know, it gets kind of old after a while, and you know, you go, you kind of lean on to the next new thing. So that's something I thought about with with how I'm treating my yeti. I'm like, let's not treat our our relationships with other people and with God um, like that, because it is easy to do, um, and I am guilty of that myself. You know, just kind of taking for granted the things that are here, the things that have always been here. So yeah, what can you learn from Yetis? That's <laughs> it's, it's it's a it's a good life lesson there. <clears throat> All right, so um, yeah, I want to talk about uh, this idea, um, and this comes from a, a, a man by the name of G.K. Chesterton. He was a um, I don't know what he he did so many different things but he was born in in the late 1800s and lived until I think he died in 1920 um he has a a bunch of books out um but he is pretty well known for his um I don't know if you call him prophecies but he more predictions like you know with the things that were happening in the world at the time he said you know this going to lead to to this and a lot of those things have have really come to pass in, in some way or another so um very interesting interesting man to read and i was li- i i reading his books is a little bit hard for me full disclosure because i'm not like an Excellent, excellent reader, and it was written long ago, so the English terms are different. So I was listening to um, his book, What's Wrong with the World. Uh, Very good book. And uh, G.K. Chesterton was, I believe he was a Catholic. um, So he he was a religious man, but a a lot of his writings don't really have anything to do with religion. They have a lot to do with um, social issues, social problems, um, yeah. Anyway, I was reading his book, What's Wrong... I was listening to, sorry, not reading, because, um, I don't have time to just read everything. But I was listening to his book, What's Wrong with the World, uh, about, a, maybe a month ago. And this one idea that he, he had kind of stuck out to me. And so, he, he was saying this in the context of, um, people hating capitalism and wanting socialism, and the idea was that um, you know sometimes you you need to change things. So um, you know, in in that situation, people were sick of some of the um, the bad parts of capitalism, which, believe it or not, there are bad parts of capitalism, um, and they were saying, "Well, we need to do." We need to change the whole system to this thing, which is uh, something a lot of people are saying today. And his point was, look, um, whenever you change something, you know, if you change to socialism, you're going to take care of some of those problems that that you were um, worried about. Yes, but a whole new set of problems is going to come along with that. And and I was thinking about this, and then there was a situation at work where. Um, I felt someone higher up in the company made a decision and I hope nobody from work watches this. I don't think they do, but (laughs) it's okay if they see this, someone higher up in, in the company made a decision that helped what he wanted to get done, but it hurt me. You know, it hurt not like men, not like emotionally, but it hurt what I was trying to do. So um, he saw something and he wanted to change it. But his version of changing hurt me. It caused a different set of problems in a different area of the company, if that makes sense. So I think this applies to a lot of things. When you. When you want to change something in your life, just make sure that you're not um, make sure that you're not um, hurting. It's not causing more harm. In my opinion, if we would switch to socialism, like G.K. Chesterton was saying in his book, um, th- the problems that come with socialism, I think would outweigh the problems that come with capitalism. Now that's my opinion. But yeah, anyway Just something I was thinking about And you can think about it too When you make changes in your life Like, like, what is that change? Because like, there's no perfect way to do something Like in the situation at work There was a problem And, and the, the higher up guy that I was talking about Needed to fix that problem And he did He did fix the problem he got it taken care of. But in the process of fixing problems, he caused another problem. Um, life is kind of all about picking, choosing your battles is, is the phrase that people say. Choose your battles. <clears throat> and I just think that's something you need to think about, especially when you're making big big decisions in life. You know, If I do this, what are the areas it's going to affect me? And, and maybe it's going to hurt me more than it helps me. Is it going to hurt me more than it helps me? So, there you go. G.K. Chesterton. Um, G.K. Chesterton. Yeah, if, if you have uh, time, read him. It's, it's kind of hard to follow his books because he writes a lot about the, um, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The situation, the, the, the culture at the time. And so a lot of it was in the early 1900s or late 1800s, you know, and so he'll, he'll mention this person, and, you know, we have no idea who that person is, but people back then would have known, so you have to, it's it's kind of hard to follow, now, if you're a historian, you might know all this stuff, but for someone like me, who doesn't have a great knowledge of, I mean, I have the general gist of the history of the United States, but not a great knowledge of every little detail, you know, it might it might be a little bit hard, but I think he there's a lot of good things he's he's very quotable. I'll put it that way, um, very quotable. Yeah, um, so I guess that part is done. I don't have really anything more to say on that. Is your change is the change you're making affecting um, you in a more negative way than what's happening already? Oh, I could say this. So like in in in. When the U.S. invaded Iran, the idea was to topple the dictator that was bad. And yes, the dictator was bad. But now it's almost just as bad as in Iran with the democracy they set up. That didn't work. And so now another now there's a power grab. So when the, the U.S. toppled that dictator, um, there was a power grab, and then it ended up being just as bad. So that's another situation where it happened. Um, yeah, and... And I'm not I'm not uh I, I'm not that well learned in that in that kind of stuff. But but yeah, I think that's another situation. Where we have a lot of wars going on in the US. Unnecessary wars in my opinion. Because I'm just not that informed on that subject, but that's that's kind of the gist of things that I s that I sense is going on there. You know, when we overthrow a dictator in another country is the power that, and you know, we set up a democracy is that democracy just as bad as the dictator alright, so I'm gonna we're gonna do do this James thing, so bear with me here guys. Um the book of James and I'm just, we're just gonna go through verse 19 to 27 and I'm just gonna read this verse by verse, the book of James is, is one of my favorite books because of just the um, practicality of it and and i actually memorized the book of james back in school so it's it's always been kind of um dear to my heart my son's middle name is actually james so that's interesting um that was one of the reasons we we made his middle name james because of yeah, the other book so let me just start we're, we're starting in chapter um chapter one verse 19 and and there's something in here that i want um us to hear us to think about a little bit and something and and the reason i say i want us to think about it a little bit is because it's something that i'm dealing with in my life so um for disclosure i'm not a perfect person you know i i have a lot to to learn and a lot to um you know i'm not where i'm not where i want to be if that if that makes sense <laughs> um but um, I, 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 I just say that so you guys know that, you know, I'm not this, you know, just cause I'm, you know, reading the Bible in my podcast and showing you guys, I'm not perfect and I, and I want to be better. And some of the stuff I, I'm going to say in here are going to apply directly to me, or I'm going to be talking to myself, if that makes sense. So <clears throat> let's just start here in verse 19 and we'll just look at this thing verse by verse. Know this, my beloved brothers. And I'm reading out of the ESV. <clears throat> know this, my beloved brother. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. Now let's just stop there. Let every person be sl- quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. I, d- I don't know if you guys understand how um how wise that is. Quick to hear. Slow to speak, slow to rest. So I encourage you guys to, you know, as, as you go throughout life and, you know, different situations arise, you know, whether it's work or whether it's, um, whether it's work or whether it's, um, you know, you're at school or whatever and, you know, there's a situation you get mad, you know, someone says something and it's like, ah, quick to hear, quick to listen to the person, slow to speak and slow to anger. I think we would, do well to live by to, to live by that. And then verse 20 he he's going to just build on this for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And there there we have it again. the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. So if you're you know, if you get angry, You're not going to be righteous If that makes sense When you're angry you don't make good decisions So Quick to hear Slow to speak Slow to anger For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God Verse 21 Therefore put away all filthiness And rampant wickedness And receive with meekness the implanted word Which is able to save your souls verse uh, 20, and this is verse 22 and 23 are um, ones I want to to focus on here. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only deceiving your own selves. So verse 21, he tells you, receive with meekness the implanted word, because that, that's able to save your soul. So put away all your... Um, You know, all the things, you know, that God doesn't like, I guess. Rampant, it says filthiness and rampant wickedness in the ESV. Um, Put that stuff away. Receive the word, and that's able to save you. And then, it goes on here in verse 22, and I just read this. Um, It tells you, so once you've done that, once you've received the word, once you've been saved... Be a doer of the word, and not only a hearer. Deceiving your own selves. So you know, once you've received it, don't just receive the word. Be a doer of it. And it says, if (laughs) it says deceiving yourselves. So so if you're if if you're only hearing the word, you're deceiving yourself that you're actually um, doing something. It's it's calling us. To be a doer of the word and not hearer only. Don't deceive yourself, guys. All right, verse twenty-three. For anyone is, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like unto a man who looks intently at his natural face in the glass. And I'm just going to continue on to verse twenty-four, because to finish the thought. For he looks at himself and he goes his way, and once, and at once, forgets what he was like. So he gives kind of a, a, a uh, example, <laughs> I guess, um, of someone who hears the word only and doesn't do it. Um, kind of like a guy. He gets up in the morning. He has you know some dirt on his face. He has, his hair is a mess. He looks at himself. Um, looks intently at himself. You know, studies himself. He finds <laughs> all the things that 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 are wrong with his face. Now I'm I'm adding some stuff here, but I'm just. Um, the just I'm just yeah, adding it for effect. I'm not trying to change the word here. Um, and then he looks at himself, and then he's like, "Eh, I'm not gonna do anything about that." And then he uh just goes about his day, looking like that. And he knows he looks like that. And that's kind of how it is. If if, if you hear the word and you don't do it, you're like, you you know what you need to do, right? But you're but you're not doing it. It's it's we we'd say someone's silly for doing. What what it, they're describing in this book in this passage here, but <clears throat> um, we do it all the time when we hear the word, when we when we listen to the word, but we we don't do it. Um, let's let's continue here, uh, verse twenty five. But the one who looks into the perfect law of liberty and pers- and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets. But a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. And so then, this is just kind of bringing this point to a close here. Um, just kind of, uh, yeah, bringing this point to a close. You know, if you look into the perfect law of liberty, look into the word, and, and you continue therein, and, and you don't forget about it. But you, a doer who acts, the ESV says, you're, if you're a doer who acts, you will be blessed in your doing. So, this is something that um, I brought this scripture up just because this is something that I I, I don't necessarily do the best with um, being what you know. It's easy to to listen to you know a message or, or read you know spend time in devotions or or spend time with God, and, and then when you are out of that, you kind of forget you kind of forget everything you you you, you thought about. You forget everything you talked about. Um, so yes, spending time with God and his word is very, very important. Um, getting to know God better is very, very important part of the Christian life. But, um, we should be living our life through, you know, what we read in the scriptures. We should be living our life through, um, what, like when we meet with God We should be living our life through that. So don't be a forgetful hearer, but be a doer who acts. A doer who acts, it says. All right, let's hop back in here. We have got two more verses to go, and then um, we'll let you guys go. And these verses are are just as challenging here. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart. This man's religion is worthless. Now, it's interesting that he brings up the tongue in this passage, because in chapter 3 of James, he talks extensively about the tongue and the evils that you can cause by just with, your, with this small member of the body. But here, it's interesting that he, he talks so much about the tongue. If anyone thinks he is religious but doesn't bridle his tongue he but deceives his heart this man's religion is worthless so yeah he he hasn't really talked about the tongue yet, but he equates it's interesting that he he um says bridle the tongue because he talks extensively about it um in chapter three. let me just get there real quick um It says in in chapter 3, verse 2, it says if you're able to bridle your tongue, the same phrase it uses here, you're able to control the whole body. And it gives the example of a ship um, with a rudder. And I think it's interesting that he says if anyone thinks he's religious and doesn't bridle his tongue um, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. So, bridle our tongue and i think if we bridle our tongue we'll be able to um like in verse 21 put away all filthiness we'll be able to be doers of the word and not just hearers all right let's hop back into uh verse 27 one more verse here religion that is pure and undefiled before god is this to visit the orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world it's interesting that um This is what he says religion is. It's to visit the orphans and widows and to keep himself unstained from the world. First thing he says is orphans and widows. And that's that's challenging. Like how many of us actually go out on a regular basis and visit the orphans and widows in in our communities and in our churches? How many of us actually do that? i know growing up that was a big thing for for my parents and my parents parents is to to visit people you know we would go visiting some sundays at sunday afternoons and we didn't as kids we didn't really want to but um you know our parents were just following the command in the bible to visit the orphans and widows in their affliction and to, and then the the second part of that is to keep oneself unstained from the world and i think that kjv says unspotted from the world um so keep yourself unspotted from the world and visit the fatherless and widows. That's pure religion. So there you go. Um, I don't have too much more to say about this. I just um, I thought I'd do that this week, kind of just break the scripture down a little bit. Um, just something I'm thinking about. How can we be not only hearers of the word, but doers of the word? Because um, I think a lot of people watching this are hearers of the word, and, and we do, on a regular basis, hear the word. You know, we go to church on Sunday, we go to, um, you know, we, we listen to messages, we, we spend time with God, we, we read the Bible. But are we just hearing that, or are we actually doing something about it? Are we visiting the fatherless and widows, or the orphans and widows? Are we, are we keeping ourselves unstained from the world? So that's the book of James. Like I said, um, I might do this, um, some more, um, just just to kind of do do a verse by verse Bible study. I I think it's kind of fun, kind of interesting. I didn't actually really study for that. I just so maybe next time I'll I'll spend a little bit more time in it. And I'm not saying I'm going to do this next week or every week, but i um, felt like I should tonight, today, tonight. Um, yeah. So, um. I I think that's everything I have this week. I'm not gonna spend too much more time in anything, um. So, uh, thank you, everybody, for um. Entering the proverbial or the metaphorical ship with me and sailing the metaphorical sea, and we have now reached metaphorical land, and so at this point I'm just gonna stop talking. So. I'll see you guys next week. Thank you guys.